0: Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Case. What's
1: up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight.
0: Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun.
2: Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? MMA Zing. Radio.
1: Welcome to It's M-Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. And with me this week, the legend himself, Lavender Gooms.
0: Hello, guys. Now, normally I like to give you guys national days on Mondays, but it's a little lacking today. So I'm going to double dip and give you some Tuesdays since, you know, normally is when people listen to this podcast on Tuesday. So for today... I will give you a happy National Mutt Day. So if you got yourself a nice little lab pit mix or whatever, you know, give them give them some belly scratches and some treats. And for tomorrow, August 1st, I wish you all a happy International Child-Free Day. If you have a little kid, kick him to the curb. He needs to find his own way home t- tomorrow. And also, a happy National Minority Donor Awareness Day. So if you're brown... Give a kidney.
1: Thank you, Mike. That was wonderful. And um, since I'm not an asshole, I'm going to wish a happy birthday to uh, Mrs. Mark, Christine. That's tomorrow, actually. And to the guy who designed our logo, Eddie. Happy birthday to him tomorrow. Hey, happy birthday, Eddie. Yeah, no no Mark this week, but joining us instead. And if I'm not mistaken, the nickname we went with was Inferno. Is that what we went with? Yeah. The return of, not even the Inferno, it was just Inferno. Just Inferno. Okay. Yeah. The return of Inferno. Yuri Junior. Oh Yuri. I don't know what we went with. Yuri Inferno. Welcome back.
2: Yeah. Either either one is fine. I don't know if uh, if Inferno is quite accurate. I'm only a little bit up. A little bit up in the MMA betting, but I'm here to offer my humble opinions on some of these fights, and also get yelled at by Bobby. For, oh I'll yeah. Derek Lewis. <laughs> Let me tell
1: you. Yeah. I, I dude. I get fair warning. I'm like, Derek Lewis goes out here. I might have specifically said, if Derek Lewis knocks this guy out, I'm going to berate you on this podcast. And I got man. a phone call on Saturday
0: night from Bobby, basically to tell me that he was going to rip you a new one.
1: Yes, that was definitely part of the conversation. Um, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's fun to do these shows. You know, It's fun to do the shows before a big UFC card. It's fun to do the shows after the big UFC card. Because let me tell you, come next week, you know, Junior, you're not going to be here. Mark and Mike and I are going to be bitching about... Uh, Luke versus Dos Anjos. Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! This is a bad card. Oof! Oh my God! Oh my God! It's I bad. think
2: I think it'll be all right. We got some Cub Swanson's got a lot of fans. Is Cub
1: Swanson on this card? I do not even see his name anywhere.
2: He's in the he's in the Luque card. Yeah. Yo, he's on Look, the he's
1: on the second fight of the card. What let's the fuck's let's going also on? remember this, guys. <laughs> Look,
0: the UFC is doing us a favor. Okay. It's August. You should be, like, out at the beach or, you know, having some cold Kool-Aid with your girl or your boy or whatever. You don't want to be inside watching, like, super important and fun UFC cards, you know? So they're like, you know what? Take a little break in
1: August. Go to a ball game. Yeah. Junior, remind us again when you became a fan. Roughly what year?
2: Um, I think... I started watching a little bit maybe in, like, 2018. Uh, whenever uh, McGregor versus, uh, like, the boxing crossover, McGregor v. Floyd started, oh, that's wow. kind of when I was like, oh, this is kind of cool because everybody was talking about it. And then I, like, slowly drilled down more. I think it's been about two years that I've seen every early prelim in uh, on a UFC card.
1: So I was trying to tell Junior earlier today, uh, Mike, how, like, he missed the heyday where these fight nights were good. Uh-huh. like. Yeah, and yeah. I, I sent him a card from, like, I think it was, like, 16 or 15 that I was like, hey, man, we were already complaining about the number of cards back then, there being too many at that point. Man, when Mike and I started, when Mike started watching, which was 2010, I think? Well,
0: 12, 12 year of law school, so yeah, yeah, 2010.
1: Right around when Tough started with Kimbo and uh, Rampage and Rashad. Man, we used to, like, we had to, We used, I'm telling you, we used to watch The Ultimate Fighter and put up with the first 40 minutes of the show just because it was cool to get a free fight on TV once a week. We yeah. used to watch... We used to, like, seek out the other companies. Like, Mike and I would watch... Um, there was no Ryzen. It was called Dream, the Jap- Jap- Japanese company. Yep. Wake up on a Sunday morning watching the Dream card that was on there. Now, now I got to convince myself to watch his other stuff. Though, in fairness, some of them put on a good product. Um, all right, anyway, we're going to talk about... Um, UFC 291, which was really fun, quite frankly. It was fun on paper and ended up being fun in uh, actuality. Uh, it was up against, um, quite frankly, it, for people who are actual boxing fans, maybe the most interesting matchup in years um, between uh, Terrence Bud Crawford and um, Errol Spence Jr., ending up being a virtuoso performance from Bud over there. We'll get to that shortly. But first, Uh, We handed out this silly silver title to another man. Um, Putting aside that nonsense, uh, Junior, we saw, you know, we were promised a fight between two BMFs, um, which we've come to just mean action fighters, I think, at this point. Fight went six minutes. I think we were not disappointed. Uh, What did we see from Mr. Poirier and Mr. Gaethje on Saturday night?
2: Yeah, I thought it was a great fight and, you know, they really kept up the suspense. Like, it wasn't, you know, until that head kick, which was crazy, there was no, uh, you know, there was no moment where it felt like one of them was for sure going to win the fight. Like that head kick came out of nowhere, and I think um, even the corner kind of noticed that Gaethje was ducking down a lot. And you know, there, I was starting to get worried. I was like, Gaethje's going to get knocked out, and then that head kick came out of nowhere. So, but anyway, I thought it was high octane, high level, very good. Um, made me feel better about Gaethje because. He hasn't been, you know, as strong as he looked uh, in the past. So yeah, I'm we were all, um,
1: we were all kind of. Everybody was kind of writing his obituary before that last fight with Fezave. Um He was a decent sized underdog, right? I think he was around a minus. I think Fizaeve was around minus two hundred or so, two fifty, when he fought Gaethje. If I'm not mistaken, Fizaeve Fe- was definitely the favorite in that fight going into it, and Gaethje kind of just dragged him into a Gaethje fight. Um, now he just knocked out Dustin Poirier in about six minutes, and yeah. Um, I thought he was. I thought Gaethje was going to duck into a head kick, and like he, it seemed like he dodged it. Like there was at least three different times where I'm like, Gaethje's like going to get knocked out with a head kick. It's going to happen. And then uh, Poirier landed. It was to Gaethje's left eye. I don't remember if it was a right or a left. He landed, but it looked like Gaethje was like fucked up for a little bit from that um, from that strike as well. Um, Mike, um, that was a big one for that man. That was a big big win. Um, do we just run this back another time? I'm serious when I ask that. Do we just run this back and let's just do it a third time because the lightweight title is not getting defended until October. And um probably sounds like even if Islam's going to be active, I don't think he's going to fight again before let's say February. You know? Do we yeah, try to do likely. we try do we try to get another one in here because these boys are one and one. They are
0: one and one and additionally, like Junior said, This was more of a flash, I would say like a flash knockout situation where I thought Dustin won the first round. And I did think he, uh, that Gaethje was almost marked to get knocked out because it did seem like he was, he was having some bad tendencies. So I'm inclined to think this wasn't just a situation where Gaethje had Poirier's number. And I think everyone else is of that opinion. I think probably just besides Justin Gaethje. So, I would be happy to see this fight again um, up until the knockout. It was a very entertaining fight. And the way things are shaping up, it's going to be a while before
1: Gaethje would have a title shot. Does he want to wait that long? Maybe does he want to well, try to get another paycheck in? Well, I let's talk know. about the paycheck because I said it for the last couple of weeks now. We've been talking about it for at least a month or so, Mike, on this podcast, how um, Michael Chandler's fucked. And the oh, bag yeah. is left the station. And I said, this man needs to get this Futs fight signed with Connor McGregor before this fight happens. And and let's be real, if Connor is gonna want to fight anyone, it's probably gonna be Justin Gates. Did you see him day. tweet immediately, Justin, I will knock your head off or something like that? I, I didn't, mean, but
0: that sounds like him. I mean
1: Junior, I mean talk about matchups. We all kind I think we all kinda recognize Michael Chandler was a pretty decent matchup for Connor, considering you can hit him and he you know leaves openings. Justin Gaethje is the same way, quite frankly. I'm just saying Michael Chandler might have just filmed the reality. I still think Michael Chandler filmed the reality show for no reason. He's not going to get a fight at the end of this. But I'm Justin Gaethje. I try to get that check, right? I mean, what do you think?
2: <laughs> well, Gaethje actually tweeted back at Connor and said, I probably shouldn't say this because I want this fight, but I don't want to fight anyone who uses steroids and is a cheater. Something along those lines. So I don't know. It feels like he's kind of already like blowing up
1: Gagey goes to a warlord's son's birthday party. The moral high ground has been abandoned a long
2: time ago with Justin Gagey. And I'm looking.
1: Everybody has their lines, Bobby. Look, man. I know oh, for sure. I'm a big Justin Gagey, just... Mark. Like, Mike knows this. I was talking about Justin Gagey when he was fighting in, like, it looked like a high school gymnasium. Okay. But he was in, when he was in the World Series of Fightings. Like, I was the, when he showed up, I was like, yo, he's going to fuck Michael Johnson up. And then he did. And I felt so vindicated. Um, yeah, I mean, he says he doesn't want, I mean, like, his manager is – also, I don't believe that Justin Gaethje wrote that tweet because Justin Gaethje's got – what's his name as a manager? Um, Ali Abdelaziz. Ali Abdelaziz, who tweets on behalf of his guys. Like, it's a known thing. Like, he's fucked up and tweeted is from his own account instead of the other accounts a few times, too. It's kind of funny. I don't know. If I'm him, if I can get that check, I would do it, you know? Just saying. But yeah, if not, I mean, you can give him a title shot. He can wait. I don't know. I mean, he's lost. he lost two title fights, right? He lost to Khabib, right? He got choked oh. in Abu Dhabi by Khabib. Mm-hmm. He was doing okay in there, man. He was, like, landing, like, good leg strikes in Khabib, too. Like, and then he lost to Charles after talking all this shit about Charles being a quitter. And then he tapped out. It was not a good look for Justin Gaethje. I don't know. I mean, the problem with Justin Gaethje getting a title shot and waiting is there's a 145-pound champion sitting there. And I personally, I mean, Volk goes and takes care of Ilya Taporia. I'd rather see that one. Just my two cents here. I'm also kind of sick of the Gaichi Chandler Poirier situation at the top of Lightweight. Personally, I'd like Mm -hmm. to see some new stuff. Um, I think the UFC kind of fucked up making Oliveira, making Benil fight Oliveira. I think you killed the contender there for no reason, but. So so it sounds like you are not down for a
0: rematch of this fight. No, I think
1: we should just fucking run it back if you can. If you're not going to do Conor McGregor, if he's really taking a moral stance and he hates money, go ahead, fight Justin, fight, fight Dustin Poirier. No problem. Let's put that silver title on the line again. Which, uh, by the way, this is the same man who won the interim title and immediately threw it on the ground. We all remember this, right? He won the interim title. And Gaethje's like, I don't want that one. I want the real one. Now he's just like, eh. You know, <laughs>
0: doing st- doing stuff like that, it's cool when you eventually do win the actual title but what if that ends up being the pinnacle of your
1: career when it comes to achievements
0: and eh, now you just have memories of you throwing that shit on the ground i mean he it's took the belt home. Cool. you know
1: he took the belt home with him we know that come on now come on now it's like when he said he didn't do anything wrong with the with the warlords for charles birthday party he's like he's like i wasn't there There's someone showed pictures of him there he's like i don't see any warlords in that picture and it's like all right bro all right bro <laughs> it's it's fine um, if I'm Dustin Poirier, um I'd be a little annoyed that Herb Dean hit me with a flying elbow drop. That was that was amazing. Herb Dean hit him with the black like, <laughs> Herb Dean woke him up, it looked like. It looked like he like slid in to protect him, hit him with the fucking elbow drop, and D- Dustin's like, What happened?
0: <laughs> hey man, no need for smelling salts.
1: Yeah, that was that was cool. That was man, that was uh, that was I mean advertised though. They advertised a BMF title fight, whatever that means. And um, we got an action fight. It was fun while well, it lasted. Um, the fight not going to decision was probably one of the easy one of the easiest bets to make that night, which thankfully I did because God knows everything else went wrong. Um, and I don't know. I the thing that I didn't like, and I'll talk about. The, I mean, well, I guess I'm gonna talk about it more when the Crawford and Spence thing. I'll mention that. But like over on box on the boxing channel, over on Showtime, we're having a matchup between the, like the two. Of maybe the top three or four best pound for pound fighters in the sport. And they're trying to crown the you know, a, a undisputed champion at 147 pounds, with uh, I believe to Errol Spence at three of them and Crawford at one of the belts. So there's like real shit on the line here on that other channel. And we're we're handing out a silver belt and like a BMF title, which look, I was I really like when the BMF title thing came up, like when Nate just said it and they willed it into existence and then the rock showed up covered in baby oil to put it around the winner's waist it was all fun and stuff but like come on like it was kind of silly at this point you know it's a little silly also I think Nate probably should get a check for (laughs) that that belt existing Um, I don't know if he was smart he
0: would have trademarked that it
1: felt like some serious honestly the, the thing that boxing still does well also since we're talking about it is I feel like a big fight in boxing still has a different feel it's still a little bit on a different level, one of those really high-level ones in boxing than the MMA ones. You know, I, you kind of get that with Conor, I think, when Conor would fight, maybe, when it was, like, a title fight and stuff. But, like, still, like, you get one of these boxing fights where it's just, like, you know, serious, serious ones, like the one we had on Saturday night. I don't know. Anyway, uh, co-main event. Poatan, Alex Pereira, Jan Blachowicz, Um Mike, I think nobody told Jan about the altitude. Or at least told him this strategy of yours of grappling this much may not go well come round two if you don't get him out of there on round one.
0: Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I've been to Salt Lake City visiting family on numerous occasions, and I always forget that it's about four thousand uh, miles above sea level. So, anytime feet. the UFC,
1: what did I say? Miles. They're not twenty thousand feet in the air, bro. <laughs> They're not they're, high-fiving they're the, the, jet the blue flight. bro. <laughs> the first
0: uh, the first space fight in UFC history. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the correction, Bobby. 4000 feet in the air. Yo, can you uh, can you Google for me how how high up is the atmosphere because I'm pretty sure
1: it's not 4000 miles in the air. Anyway, um, no, that's like twenty thousand feet, bro. Like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? It's five thousand two hundred. Yes. what, five thousand two hundred eighty feet? Is a mile? Like, yeah. Oh no, bro. I don't know. I don't know what it. Wait, how many miles? You said four thousand miles. That's a four thousand miles, man. Are you are we at the moon? Well, that's <laughs> that's so high up. <laughs> I misheard what you said. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get back on track here. It is. Um, oh my god, that is so many feet. <laughs> <laughs> that is so high up in the air. Jesus Christ, Mike. All well, right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I always forget that that's actually at altitude. And you're right. Uh, his game plan in the first round was really good. Um, he was grappling with Pajeda, and he was able to have success. I thought he won the first round pretty handily, but you could tell even when he got up at the end of the first round that he was already sucking air pretty pretty hard. And... That, I think, is also a credit to Pajeda because Pajeda made him work for those takedowns in the first round. Uh, Blahovich was able to get them, but it wasn't after a lot of trying on his part, which I give a lot of credit to Pajeda for, uh, considering that everyone knew that was his Achilles heel um, since he's answered the UFC. So Pajeda was able to come back and have some really good uh, low low calf kicks in the second round, where just after maybe one or two, you could already see some of the the damage that was appearing on Bohovic's leg. He was able to win that round. I thought pretty pretty one sidedly, and it all came down to that third round. Me personally, I thought Pajedo won that third round. When it came to the striking, I thought it was pretty even in terms. I think of the numbers, but I thought the damage output was clearly on Pajeda's side, and that bullshit takedown with like 30 seconds left, where he gave them gave them, them little like pitter patter fists, that shouldn't be yeah, it's enough the only to sway the round. It's
1: the only takedown that Daniel Cormier didn't think automatically wins a fight because, good lord, yeah. they were parroting that bullshit a couple the past couple of weeks. So, I am really happy that two of the
0: judges didn't let that. Sway their opinion on that third round.
1: Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a close fight. I thought Pereira won. Junior and I were talking about this earlier. I think we were of the same mind, which was like, yeah, one for Ryan, the other two for Pereira. Third round being the closest round. Um Man, um this weight class sucks. Like, no, okay, look, these fighters are good. I mean, there's good fighters in this weight class, but I think this might be the worst weight class in terms of the men right now. In terms of like... I'm thinking about it, man. This might be the worst one. I think heavyweight's better. I think heavyweight's better. Yeah, I'm gonna go with it. I think light heavyweight's the worst weight class. Someone tell me if they disagree. That's fine. But I think this is the worst weight class right now for the men. Just in terms of like... all well, the factors. Let's see.
0: Top five. We have Jamal Hill who got hurt. I don't know. Was he crossing someone up in a charity basketball game? I don't anyway. know. Either way, anyway, he's out. Uh... We have Yeri, Ankelaya, Wachovic, Rakic,
1: Karla. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, these guys again. These are not like they're un- on not, talent, like they're not talented or anything. Like, I'm not, has Ankelaya fought since he had that draw with Jan? Has any? Has he fought anybody? Honest question. Like, I don't think so. Yeah. That was a while ago. Wow. That was the one where the Wardlord told Dana White that it was an injustice and you should put the belt on Ankalaev. And I was like, oh, Dana's a marked man. Should watch out. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, I think in terms of like ability. This is not a great way, class. But because I'm just like sitting here and I'm just like, are they going to book Pereira versus Yiri? Like, is Pereira going to win another belt not knowing how to grapple? Like, is that a real well, possibility that's actually,
2: here? Uh... <laughs> is that a real possibility here? Junior, go ahead. The funny thing about this division is I was looking at the rankings, and I was like, oh, who's the highest-ranked heavyweight that's, like, a grappling specialist that could, like, maybe try to sneak the belt or something from Pereira if he wins it? It's like Paul Craig. Paul Craig is not going to get a title fight, so Alex can definitely just cruise through without having Well, to- didn't Paul
1: Craig just drop to 185, too? Didn't he just go down or go up? Which way did he go? He went down, right? Oh, did he?
2: I think— he just- Oh, you're probably right. He just
1: smoked um, Muniz last week. Two weeks ago? That was middleweight, wasn't do, it?
2: Do you know if that was permanent, though? Because he's still on the light heavyweight rankings site. I mean, on site. Pereira's number they, two on they the middleweight.
1: T- they take forever. So. Dude, the, the, oh, the, okay. the, the, first of all, the rankings are Fugazi. Okay, if you look <laughs> at who's making them, they just... People move up when they get title shots, somehow. Yeah, no, it's isn't Uncle I a pretty good grappler? Or am I just assuming based on last name, he could just take the... I mean, again, I think Junior, you could take down Pereira, man. Come on, <laughs> if it's not at altitude. If, if it so. wasn't at altitude, I think Jan was taking him down for two more rounds. Honestly, honestly, I think two more rounds of that was going to happen. Just my opinion.
2: Yeah, so one thing I wanted to say about that fight is I think Pereira is actually like, he's, it's clear he's been working a lot with Glover. Like that, that first round, I think if someone truly has zero experience with, you know, being on the ground, I think Jan could probably end it from there. He was giving him enough trouble to gas Jan out and also not get finished. And granted, Jan isn't exactly a Dagestani, but. I think uh, as Pereira keeps fighting, I think he just gets more exciting because he has a really consistent style. It's hard to get him out of there, even through grappling now. It seems, and I, I think once he becomes a champ, I think like heavyweight's actually in a decent spot. He's just bigger, Izzy, Pretty much. You he's think? He's, you think?
1: You think he's gonna beat Yeri? Uh,
2: I guess. Yeah, gonna... I think. I think he cruises through. I was really impressed Dude, with that fight. He.
1: I maybe mean, you're right. I don't know. Yeri's coming off of a bad injury too, but like he, he he's still doing the thing where if you're against the cage, his hands are in his pockets. Like, there was a couple times where I'm just like, yo, I'm just watching this fight, and I'm like, oh, if he fights Izzy again, Izzy's knocking him out again. Like, his hands are low. Izzy will knock him out again. His hands are so low, and like, Jan was just dead, though. Like, Jan was so dead. Like, I think if, like, I don't know, Yuri's a good, Yuri's a really good striker, man. It'd be a fun fight. It'd be a really fun fight. If they book it. I don't know. I mean, is Rakic alive? What's going on with him? God, this is not a good weight class. <laughs> so that, I look again. Like these guys, There's, not to be are talents. I'm just looking at this, and I'm just like, we are in a state of flux in this weight class on year. Like you are in year three of this flux post John uh, Jones. Like, a bit
0: of a a bit of a tangent, though. Do you think that high uh, high ranked people, if they get offered a fight, let's say in Salt Lake City, they think, uh, can I get on the next one? Because Blahovich has to be thinking. If I was not fighting at four thousand feet above sea level, that he probably would have won this fight. He wouldn't. Lebovich thinks he won the, fight. the Second round.
1: Blahovitch thinks he got robbed. So that's his mentality this week. So. Oh well, I'm talking about when he's like in bed, you know. I don't know, staring man. Staring up like, at the ceiling. I just, I, I'm, I sat here wondering how, what, like the audacity of booking a heavyweight fight. Like the first time they went to Denver. Do you remember this, where they booked like Ben Rothwell versus Mark Hunt? And it looked like they're both going to have fucking heart attacks four minutes into this fight. Like, Mark Hunt was going for this arm bar at one point in, like, the second round, just exhausted, just like, ugh, ugh, just trying to, like, boom. I was like, this is a mistake. Like, you can't put these big dudes in this, man. He's like, they don't pay these people enough money to go set up shop in these, like, in these places early. Like, you just don't. Um, also, I sent you the article. I think I sent you. I sent you guys both the article about the Salt Lake City thing where, like, the way they got another card in Salt Lake City is like they pretty much guaranteed the UFC a minimum gate, like that they would like fill it up and stuff like. Because like yeah, they got two pay per views in one year, in like one calendar year. That was last uh, August. Last I think? one was uh, last August. Edwards. Yeah, when Edwards kicked, um, Kamara upside his head. By the way, imagine you're Kamara Usman, you're sitting there celebrating your teammate Dustin Poirier, or sorry, your your, your teammate um, Justin Gaethje. Gets a knockout win. And then on the big screen up there, they're showing you get kicked in the fucking head. Like your worst day of your goddamn life. (laughs) Like, oh, we're still doing this? Okay. (laughs) We're still pointing this out. Um, And I guess we'll see. Yuri is healthy? Maybe? I don't know. Um, People were saying, why didn't they make this a title fight? And Ariel Helwani said, oh, it's because they'd have to... Because then at the winner, then you'd have a winner at the end of this with a belt, with a championship. So then... When the winner of this fought Yuri, they would have to pay pay-per-view points to this guy. This way, they just book the winner of this fight versus Yuri. There's no champion on the line. Nobody makes any money. No pay-per-view points, which is Not slick. Bad. Depressing, but slick. <laughs> um, All right, moving on. Um, Derek Lewis, man. Um, The thing I want to—we we can get through what happened. Derek Lewis hit him with a bicycle <laughs> knee. Um, then unleashed about 35 punches in the next, like, 30 seconds, I'd say. We could have stopped it at any point. Honestly, that one. Um, Honestly, at this point, I said I was going to berate you. There's no point. We already know what happened, okay? (laughs) We know what happened. It's on me. I bet against one of my own guys. I don't feel good about it, but I did. Um, This is the thing I want to talk about with Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is a free agent. Derek Lewis Wait, is a that free... Was that was the last fight on his contract. They put him on pay-per-view in front of a lot of people. Last fight of his contract. That was not what they were trying to do. He was only on this pay-per-view because Michelle Pereira, unprofessional ass showed up like three, four pounds overweight. Um, Derek Lewis is a free agent. And you know why I'm bringing this up, Mike. There's a certain million-dollar minimum check that's being handed out to fight Francis Ngannou. And look... however, I was at the first one. It was the worst fight I've ever been to. Yeah, Doesn't matter. It's a bad no, case my, in your mouth, that will sell, It will sell better, though, than any other option. There's no other heavyweight the UFC can lose, honestly, in that weight class, that would sell more tickets to the general public, short of John Jones and Stipe. Those are the only yeah. two people who would yeah. sell more tickets and sell more pay-per-views against Francis and Ngannou than Derek Lewis. If I'm Derek Lewis, I do not sign with the UFC again. For less than one million and one dollar, right? Like that's, the, that's the amount he, of money they guarantee him. Is a- he
0: j- is he just a straight up free, free agent? agent? Like he doesn't have to wait. Oh, there's like, a matching period, X of time. Sure. Well, Francis oh, isn't. Okay.
1: Francis isn't fighting until he said first quarter is what he's saying. But let's say Tyson Fury knocks him into next Tuesday, maybe second quarter of next year. I mean, Junior, this is just business. If I'm Derek Lewis, I'm th- Derek Lewis is my age. He's thirty eight years old, I think. Like that was Derek Lewis. He's thirty eight years old. They're offering a million dollars to fight a guy you beat once, worth mentioning. He won that fight against Francis Ngannou. They stared at each other for 15 minutes. I had bet on both guys and managed to lose money, by the way. I had a bet on Francis Ngannou to win, and then I, I hedged with Derrick Lewis by knockout. Because I said, no way Derrick Lewis wins this by decision. And then he did. Um, Junior, he's got to, like, they got to, the, the UFC's got to, they're going to pay him too, I think. What do you think? Or do you think they let him walk? Mm-hmm.
2: I think, honestly, he might go for, like, an influencer boxing type route. There's a lot of uh, interesting stuff going on with that right now. I think Mighty Mouse just got called out by a bodybuilder that's, like, 200-something pounds, but has no combat experience. But anyway, uh, Derek Lewis just has a lot of brand value. He's fought for the title. He's popular in Texas, a lot of that type of stuff. Like, honestly, with his abs showing, you just lose 20 more pounds to fight Jake Paul, like... Might as well take the take the money without the the risk. I don't for fighting Francis, I mean it's million dollars? Francis. They're gonna pay him a million it's a dollars. Million dollars, but you're you're thirty-eight and you get punched in the face by Francis. That ends all your prospects. I mean for he so fought you for... fight some random influencers. Let me look you up can fight five more times.
1: Let me look up UFC two sixty two. Because he, I'm gonna see how much he made to fight Francis the first time. <laughs> okay? I'm gonna guess it was less than a million dollars. Um it wasn't two sixty two, it was two twenty six. Two twenty six how was that this thing too? Do we have they paid him 260 grand. It was 130 to show 130 to win to fight Francis and Ganu. I'm just saying right. they want to pay you minimum million dollars to fight Francis and Ganu. The is gonna offer him I don't know what i don't know how much they're paying him now. Let's say they're paying him 250 now. You fight one of these young get these young fucking hitters and make one fourth the money. I'm just saying the UFC's gonna have to pay him. I think they will pay him. Do you think they pay him, Mike?
0: I don't think they do. Um he is 38, as you mentioned. Um, while he's an entertaining fighter, you know what? Actually, I'm thinking about this. These logically. are spiteful motherfuckers, they're gonna man. Pay him. These are spiteful they're, motherfuckers, yeah, bro. Yeah. These people I, announced
1: I, Stipe and Jones that day on purpose to try to just—they dis- had Michael Chandler tweet a Christmas tree, like he was gonna somehow get the Connor fight. Like they are doing their—they do not need this to be a thing. They do not need. Apparently, they're t- telling ESPN we like not to renew the PFL deal. Like, they are pissed off, okay, that they're on the same platform as PFL. I don't know. I don't need to let this happen. They're not going to let – this is the worst-case scenario. This is short, short of John Jones. This is the worst-case scenario for – I can't think of a heavyweight with more name value that the PFL could sign. Straight up. He probably is the the biggest one. Yeah. yeah. Unless, unless and then
0: on top of that, <laughs> on top of that, he's charismatic. He's funny. People know him. I mean, uh, I guess of any other heavyweight that's Yo, out there.
1: Yo, the sponsorship he's going to get – from some cup company or some fucking uh, dude wipes or some <laughs> like or manscaped the, co- the the money the check that Derek Lewis is gonna get for Derek Lewis is gonna clear two million dollars fighting this fight. If okay, Just if his
0: agent if his agent is any good, he gets him an icy hot um, endorsement.
1: His balls are still gonna be hot though. You can't. But you also can't put icy hot. hot. You can't put icy hot on your Here's balls. It's a bad That's idea. True. It's gonna I've lead to a that bad time, bro. By I, so. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I just think I
0: once uh I once like used Icy Hot like on my knee or something. And then go. like I scratched my balls.
1: There it is. <laughs> Yo. It was bad. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate bad. that. <laughs> By the way, the audacity to put on two eighty dollar pay-per-views within three weeks of each other, or whatever it was. Wow, UFC. That took some nuts. <laughs> that's that's how you know they're strong in the market right now. You know? Honestly, they shouldn't give a shit what, what Derek Lewis and Francis Ngannou do. But this is a spiteful fucking group of people, man. You know, it's a threat to their business model. We'll see. Bobby Green and Tony Ferguson wasn't nearly as sad sad as I thought it was going to be uh, no? until until the end, where he was flopping around like a fish. And I'm like, man, Tony's getting choked by Bobby Green now. I didn't know Bobby Green chokes people. Did not know Bobby Green chokes people. Hey, I remember last time I saw Bobby the, Green choke anybody.
0: <laughs> the uh, the commentary said the last time he had a submission victory
1: was in his UFC debut. That is accurate. He choked out Jacob Volkman. I remember that dude. Wow. Yeah, yeah that was a, that guy was a real turd. Also, ten years ago. Um, Tony Ferguson says he's in his prime. Junior, he is not in his Oops. prime. This is gonna end badly, right? Like we all know this. Like,
2: yeah, I think uh, one thing, especially like even the commentators were kind of catching on to is Tony starts really strong in round one of all his fights, like even against Gaethje or people that, you know, would be considered better than him now that he's you know lost a bunch in a row. He starts out really well, like he rocked Bobby Green in the first round. He's rocked his past couple opponents in the first round. But once he starts to take damage, you can almost see it's like a switch that flips like he kind of slows down. He starts doing a lot more of the, you know, like the weird side steps that used to work for him. And it just seems like uh, his fight IQ still there, but his reaction speed and brain just kind of, just too too much damage, man.
1: I uh, did not like like how he, ref- he kept staying in guard, getting pummeled. And I'm like, yo, you got to, like, I don't care how confident you are in your guard. This is not five years ago, Tony, or three years ago. Like, you got to, you're just getting, he was getting smoked. Like, he was getting pounded on. And Bobby had no fear. Being in his guard, like he's throwing up triangles and arm bars, he had no fear, none. And uh, let me tell you, man, as a guy who had money on Bobby Green by finish, whoo, that was real. <laughs> oh, you oh, were ecstatic. I was here. just like, woo, <laughs> this is already going bad. <laughs> um, Bobby Green's always been a big, a big a guy we love. We love on this podcast. Um, but I was sad for Tony. Um, I guess book if you want. If, if they're not gonna, if they're not gonna let him out, which they gotta let him out, right? Like this is. I'm sure he made a lot of money. He had a DUI. What six weeks ago? Eight weeks ago? When he flipped his car or something like that? Like, oh, I forgot about that. When was that? He he rolled his truck though. The other oh May seventh. DUI crashed a pickup truck and into two other vehicles outside of a nightclub. So yeah, that's uh, that's that. But yeah.
2: I think there's uh there's a way that this ends well for everyone right they just take one of these uh bjj one tricks like the guys that just spam imanari rolls mm. and only grapple and they give him to tony because tony's not gonna get more damage from one of those guys he's just gonna get to play around on the ground best case you know he, he beats the guy and retires with a win uh worst case at least he doesn't take more damage so i think if they're gonna make him keep fighting they should at least give him like some jujitsu one tricks or something
0: god I- god bless you junior that you think the UFC is actually thinking and taking care of an older fighter? I'm, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> this this fight him. was that they gave him an old man to fight. This was it. This was the best they could do for the
0: junior. Game. <laughs> junior is out here thinking the UFC is super considerate, and they're like, you know what? Let's give him like a nice, like a nice little challenge that, like, yeah, it's not going to be that hard. And oh, God,
1: bless your heart. I think they did that with BJ Penn. They had him fight Ryan Hall, and then Ryan Hall still tapped him out. And I was like, this is getting sad on different <laughs> levels. This is getting- By the way, today BJ Penn said that space isn't real. Just want to oh, point that out. B- space. B-
0: BJ got hit in the face a lot, apparently. But, like, this is what's going to happen with Tony Ferguson. Mm-hmm. All right? The UFC is going to squeeze every last little bit of juice out of his name. They're going to give him whatever new hot shot is coming up. So that way, that hot shot could say... You know, I got Tony Ferguson, uh, you know, on my notches. That's what's gonna happen.
1: The tale is old as time, okay?
2: Yeah, sad though.
1: I mean, it is. Father Time's undefeated, guys. Father Time is undefeated. That's right. Um, and then uh, Kevin Holland, Michael Chiesa. Michael Chiesa should probably go home. Just putting this out there. Michael Chiesa works for like at the desk, he's pretty good at it. Very good. I did not like this matchup for him. He's 35. He's coming off of 10, fought in 20 months. It's a very clear size issue in this fight, I felt like. Um, and Kevin Holland's like built his own team, apparently, with a bunch of wrestling coaches now. Like he's trying to take his shit seriously, um, which is nice, you know, to hear this many fights in. Kevin Holland is taking this seriously. Sorry, I, I like I. He's one of the more frustrating people to watch, in my opinion, because I don't know what I'm gonna get from Kevin from, uh, Kevin Holland sometimes. Like, what kind of bullshit he's gonna pull or not pull. Um, but he's bounced back well since that uh, embarrassing. Uh, I mean, he lost to Kameda. That was rough. And then I think he was was he losing to Wonder Boy before he broke his hand and they had to stop his fight or whatever happened to him in that fight. What happened with the Wonder Boy one where they had to stop the fight? His corner stopped the fight. Are we just getting his ass whooped? It was a corner stoppage. I don't stoppage. To remember the remember. fight. Mm. But he's like, he just smoked Ponzinibbio back in April. He just smoked Michael Chiesa here. Um, Michael Chiesa for being the grappler that he has been choked a bunch of times. Bunch of times. Holland, Luke, Pettis, Kevin Lee, Mosvidal. Five times getting choked, man. Just saying
2: um i'll have the uh cards, but it was uh it was a tko corner stop yeah i'm in the trying to think who was going
1: i think he broke his hand at, in the middle of getting his ass whooped too like anyway um i don't know we'll see what happens with kevin Holland. michael Chiesa says you gotta do some soul searching here man when they said he was six foot one to kevin Holland and six foot three i'm like i don't believe that one of these guys <laughs> is lying one of these guys is lying man he is not that big he is not that big looking um and then uh, Gabriel Bonfim, I was excited for this one. Um, those Bonfim boys are serious, are serious guys. Um, and uh, this was—they um, said some dumb shit. I think it was Joe Rogan said, "Oh, this is his first fight, not in the contendo series." I'm just like, "No, it's not. No, no, he's not. He iced some other motherfucker in the first round. What are we talking about here?" Um, man, there's some guys coming at welterweight. That's the thing man I'm talking about light heavyweight sucking like welterweight's got like do you guys see like what's going on at welterweight and lightweight like the sheer number of killers coming like between these two weight classes like this guy's 15 and 0 smoking people you know the same weight I mean, class
0: we, we we all know that every weight class they normally have their days in the sun um and that's just the case with uh, welterweight and you know the ebb has come a bit for for light heavyweight I
1: mean no, light heavy e- 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 welterweight to welterweight and below has been excellent, pretty much, the entirety of its existence. Because if I was 185 pounds I, and I was a good athlete, I would not get paid fifty thousand dollars to fight in a fucking cage. Just putting that out there, you know. If I was 205 pounds, I would not be doing this. <laughs> I was a good athlete. Um, anything else from the other card you want to mention, Junior?
2: Um. I mean, shout-outs to Miranda Maverick for finally getting back in the in the win column. She's lost some close decisions lately, so good good for her. Didn't she was, say was, she only took this one. fight
1: because she thought it was a very favorable matchup, but I'm like, so did I, Miranda. <laughs> so did I, man. Um, Cachoeira's got some gaping holes in that game. Um, it's honestly hard yeah. for me to think. It's hard when your first impression— A lot of times you get an impression of someone in this sport, and it's hard to overcome that. And her getting beaten with an inch of her life, it felt like for nine and a half minutes by Valentina Shevchenko, was when I just wrote this woman off, to be honest. And in fairness to her, she's coming off a back-to-back wins over Ariane Lipsky and uh, Kim Ji Yeon, four or five overall. I mean, but yeah, she can't she can't grapple, like, at all, on any level. Her and Pereira, Pereira might be better. Um... Yeah, UFC, 18,467 people, $6.5 million gate, um, which is, I want to look up the last one they did, um, which was, when the hell was this fucking thing? Buh, 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 buh. Good lord, I'm too far down the rabbit hole now. Now I gotta find it, now that I'm saying it, now I gotta find it. To UFC two hundred and seventy four or five was it? God damn it! Now we're just listening to my silence here. Jesus Christ! It was neither. <laughs> what the fuck, guys? When when was this fucking pay per view? When did it? When did Leon fight? Um... Uh, it was about a year ago in August. Wasn't oh, there it, it is. Two seventy eight. Okay, wow. When we're talking about UFC pay per view prices, last time, uh, roughly the same number of people, four point three million dollar gate. This time, well, wow. six point whatever I said, six point five, it's one hundred fifty percent. Dude, going to UFC fights is expensive. Junior, going to <laughs> UFC fights become so expensive. Um, we're going to the Apex in February. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not sure I could do that. <laughs> I'm not sure I could go to the Apex. Aren't, <laughs> those, tickets it like out? A,
2: aren't
1: those tickets like a thousand each or something? Yeah, but you like you know you're like one of twenty five people in that place. I don't I, want that. I remember, uh, remember, we tried to go to the Apex before they were selling tickets to the Apex. We were like in Vegas, trying to look this up. We're like, can we just go? Can we just knock on the door? Is this an option? You know, because it's like a big, just building, on like the outskirts of Vegas, um, over there. All right, uh, real quickly, Spence and Crawford. That was awesome. Terence Crawford's the fucking man. I highly recommend for people trying to watch this fight um, to watch a masterful, masterful boxer spend the first round measuring distance. And then spend the next eight beating Errol Spence's ass. And um, Errol Spence is a goddamn warrior because, let me tell you, as a guy who had money on um, the fight going to decision, in addition to just betting on Crawford separately, I was sitting there thinking Errol Spence could get himself to a decision. You know when a guy's fighting not to get knocked out? You know? Yep. He could have done that. And let me tell you, my wallet would have appreciated if he did. But it was, became abundantly clear that Errol Spence is like, no, fuck you. I'm, I'm going to try to hit this motherfucker. Didn't go well. He got stopped in the ninth round, but... I don't know. For a fight that they had automatic rematch clauses, both... They had, no, they had rematch clause. Both the guys had a rematch clause. Might have been better for Errol Spence if we got the decision. Just saying. It's going to be a little bit harder to sell this rematch uh, coming off of him getting his ass beat. Um, eight rounds to one and then getting finished in the ninth round. Um... I do appreciate what's going on in boxing. We've talked about it where it's no longer, we're getting the matchups that we need to get. We're getting the matchups you want to see. I very much believe this is the influence of the UFC being around of like, hey man, you can lose a fight and it doesn't ruin your brand. You know, you can lose a fight. It's okay. You know, because I remember like James Tony showed up in the UFC and said, Randy Couture's a Hall of Famer. He got like eight losses. And I'm like, man, you don't get it. You don't get what this is about, man. It's about, like, how you fight. You know? And Errol Spence rolled the dice. He lost. He'll be back. What's the name of the kid who fought um, Tank Davis, Mike? Uh, Ryan Garcia. Boy? Ryan Garcia rolled the dice. Granted, he's in a lawsuit now with his promoter. You know? Hope he goes well. Always root for the fighter in that regard. But he'll be back. You know? They'll be back, man. You'll all be back. People have a short attention span. You can lose. It's okay. You know? It's all right. You can lose. You can come back. So whatever happened in your last fight, you know? Remember, Stipe's a bum to everybody because he got knocked out by Francis. People ignoring the fact that he beat Daniel Cormier's ass twice. You know, people ignoring the fact that he beat Francis and Gano before. It's all about what you did last time, man. You people can all come back. And um, Errol Spence will be back. And uh, I don't think we got to talk about this. And Mark's not here, so maybe we'll talk about it more next week. But uh, Mark's boy, Nowoya Inoue, fought Tuesday morning. Um, and I thought it was going to be very difficult for someone to top what he did because he beat Stephen Fulton's ass in Japan. Showed why he's one of the best fighters in the world. Took another weight classes title. Second weight class, he's think he's been, or is this no? He's not undisputed in this one. Um, by the way, Aros, uh, Terrence Terence Crawford became the only male fighter to be undisputed champion. Four belts, two weight classes. The only other person oh. to do that was female. And uh, Mike, guess who? Uh, Leil Ali? Nah, Clarissa Shields. Yeah. For s- fairness, you would probably will that one next. Um, all right. Uh, UFC's back next week with this <laughs> this card in front of human beings. It's not that bad. They're put in front of people. I'm sure it'll do fine. I'll probably watch some of it, depending on when I'm watching the influencer boxing match. See um, Nate Diaz. Well he's not the influencer. The Wait, is one. that is that next is that this weekend? Hell yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Whoa, Look at shit. that excitement. You hear this excitement? This is why Whoa. the UFC is <laughs> oh, not Jackson, for it. we why, ain't doing shit Saturday night. Uh, that's why I told you, buddy. It's uh when I said it was sixty bucks. <laughs> it's sixty bucks, right? It's sixty bucks. Let's say ESPN gets thirty of that. If Nate Diaz gets ten of those remaining thirty dollars, I'm very happy. Okay? That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh man, I'm <laughs> paying for this shit. Oh, dude, I'm paying for it too. You got to get, you gotta get a, you I gotta, mean, ap- we, we pay for everything. That's what I'm. saying. Yeah, exactly. Say. That's what's <laughs> happening for sure. Mike, you got to buy. You got to pay for it on a different platform. <laughs> we both can't pay for it on one platform. But, um, so
0: I'll pay for it on ESPN Plus. You could pay for it on DAZN.
1: No, you have a DAZN account. You book it. You play. You pay for it on DAZN. I do. Yeah. You, <laughs> you just don't have an active one. Um anyway. Oh, that's, that's uh point. real quick, we're not picking officially here, but everybody you got I mean Junior, you think Jake Paul's going to win, right?
2: Ah, uh, I mean probably, but I I question the
1: the legitimacy of this know. whole
2: thing. The yeah, the legitimacy of any of these influencer fights. I don't know. I honestly couldn't tell you. I
1: felt worse about Nate's chances before they went from an 8-round to a 10-round fight to be honest. Honestly, cuz I felt like Jake seems to get tired in all these fights, and Nate's if Nate's still there, not stopped from a cut, that's just a danger of every Nate Diaz fight at this point. Um, might be interesting, but we'll see. Main card starts at 5 p.m. I wonder what kind of nonsense is on the undercard. What though. the
0: fuck is it? Why is it starting at 5 p.m.?
1: That's fine, Mike. That's that's great. 5 p.m. my time, aren't you? Well, you, you oh. spent all this time bitching, oh. oh, Mikey, okay. bitching every week about how late these UFC cards. They're gonna start this card at 8 p.m look man
0: that just doesn't seem legitimate like starting a card at 8 p.m all right look part you know how you know it's a big fight and it has a big fight feel if i am curled up in my blanket on this chair that i'm in right now about to fall asleep all right oh, whoa. that's whoa! big fight feel right whoa, there.
1: co-main event co-main event chris avila ufc vet jeremy stevens UFC vet. What bed. the fuck? Jeremy Stephens is the co-main event. We're doing this, baby. It, wasn't, this, it, wasn't Chris Avila one of uh, Nate's boys? Yeah, that's how... Nate, make sure everybody eats. Everybody eats when Nate's on the card, man. Come on now. Um, I don't know these other people. There's a four-fight main card. Oh, whoa. Sir, Amanda Serrano's on the main card? Two? Yo, this ain't bad. Amanda Serrano and Heather Hardy. Heather Hardy's gonna get her ass beat. That's another oh, good Oh, fight.
0: she's fighting on the Jake Paul
1: card? Yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. These people oh, honestly, I, appreciate I, may, these. I may have to get some people over. Dude, I am getting people over for this. Um, all right, some news. Um, news that actually happened. Yeah, uh, UFC didn't pay Steven Wonderboy Thompson his show money. What do we even say, man? What he's supposed he's supposed to take a fight against a guy who's that much bigger already and he's a guy who's missed weight? Like, I don't know. Maybe they're angry because they tried to put Derek Lewis on pay per view, and now Derek Lewis is gonna cost them a million dollars. Huh? Maybe that's the thing. That's fucked up, man. He's forty years old. What like he? They made it. He already did this once before. I remember he fought uh, Darren Till years ago. Darren Till showed up at one seventy five for a fight in Liverpool. They begged him to take the fight, and he did. And then he lost with a close decision. You got to pay him the show money, Mike. Like what are we doing here, right? Like what are we even talking about? I I, I think
0: this is them being spiteful that he made weight. Uh, Michelle Pajeda did not make weight, mm. and. You know, he just decided, no, I'm not going to fight him. Um, And we've talked about before on this podcast the winning percentage mm. of people who uh, go into a fight after they've missed weight. And I'm assuming Wonderboy, who's a very smart man, knows that as well. He also knows he has been on a bit of a skid. And if he's serious about making one last run at his advanced age, he can't be fighting dudes that are going to have an advantage on him weight-wise. So I get it. The UFC is vindictive as shit.
1: So I also get why they did what they did. Um, Got some breaking news here. Magomed ankalaev It's not even breaking. It was 11 hours ago. Magomed Ankala was taking on Johnny Walker in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> it's breaking Johnny for some Walker. people. I didn't know about it. Huh? I didn't know about it. Yeah, it's I mean, shit, I don't me. know. Um, and it sounds like Tony Ferguson is blaming that eye poke on why he lost. So there's that. Um, Bobby Green says he wants to fight Moicano. And Mike, what do we know about Moicano? Moicano wants money. S- still, one of the best. Th- being there live for that, still one of the best things I've ever been, been live for an arena ever before. We went from people went from not giving two shits about not Moicano Jr. to by the end of the interview, we we're like. <laughs> They were ready to lead. They were ready to follow this man in the battle. Okay, Moicano wants money. We're like, fuck yeah, man. So do I. (laughs) So do I, bro. Um, are we really gonna do Bradley Martin and one and Mighty Mouse? Is that really a thing, Junior? It was in
2: the news. If you if you look at it, it's. I mean, that's uh, what Bradley Martin does,
1: though. He told Brad. He told Nate Diaz he beat him too. And Nate Diaz goes like, "Oh, word." That's kind of what Bradley Martin does. That's his gimmick. Like he said, well, he this
2: would... one, it'd be almost comical, like UFC one type stuff. Cause he's got like at least a hundred pounds on mighty, he's a big probably more. He's, he's
1: also not passing a drug test, but this is one. So whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, sure. I mean, Oh, Dustin Poirier is calling Michael Chandler a bitch ass. That's fun. You see, these same three dudes are gonna keep fighting each other, man. Just round-robbing this shit forever. I'm looking for actual news. You, I, I'm reading a headline that says, uh, it, "Someone said Priscilla Crashwara intentionally pulled her boobs out." Yeah.
2: Wait, what? I saw this whole thing. Is
1: that a real thing? What happened? You know what happened? Oh, is it that boxer? No,
2: no, no, no. People are saying that she intentionally – there's like a little moment in the fight where the ref stopped Maverick and her so she could like pull her shirt back mm-hmm. up. And there was like some controversy where people were saying she did it on purpose to try to get out of the position. Like she pulled her own shirt up so that the ref would come over and she could like I mean she's also
1: the, the one who tried to – she was poking Jillian Robertson in the eye horribly. That was one of her other things. Like Priscilla Contro was dirty as fuck. You know, just putting that out there. Miranda Maverick calling her the dirtiest fighter UFC ever. No, Gilbert Ivel existed. Gilbert Ivel punched the fucking referee, okay? <laughs> Clean. <laughs> a couple times. All right. That's a thing that happened. Um all right. Um man, I do not like that Ankalaya fight necessarily for Johnny Walker. But Johnny <laughs> Walker's Johnny Walker's look pretty good so far, hasn't he? i how many fights in are we at 205 for Johnny Walker? Didn't he just win or did he just win or lose the last one? I think he, he won. won. Yeah. I mean, he 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 backhanded Paul Craig, knocked knocked his ass out. That was hilarious. Yeah, he is on a uh, three fight win streak right yeah, now. Yeah, he beat Anthony Smith up. Anthony Smith should probably not fight anymore. He might win. I don't know. I mean, Uncle I have not done shit in a year, right? Like, has it literally been a year? Almost. What's it? What are we at? That was November or December, this- maybe. I don't remember when Hill won the belt. Even it was like a month after that. Whatever. It's been at least six, seven months since he fought. Maybe. Um, it's Very. And uh, was Chimeyev official? Chimeyev and Paulo Costa when he talked last week? We talked last week, Mike? You weren't even here last week. Uh, I don't think it was official by Monday. I don't think it's out of the question that Chimeyev loses that loses that fight, by the way. Just putting that out there. I think the line is absurd. Because I think people are all forgetting what happened when Chimeyev fought Gilbert Burns. You know, someone, uh, you know, a top five fighter in a weight class. That was a real close fight. Where I got a Capoeira just got a, a handful of titty. That
0: is <laughs> Are you are watching the, the the thing right there? Well I, I'm seeing I'm seeing the video. Well, I'm seeing the picture, and there's a big sensor thing, but I can just tell this this chick just has like just a palm full of
1: memory. <laughs> You're a real wordsmith, bro. Thank you. You're a real wordsmith. Um Alright, let's let's uh, let's make some picks. Let's do stuff we like, and let's call it a day. Uh, worth mentioning, by the way, fucking Pitbull lost. I gotta not wonder how good Pitbull is anymore because he took a fight on short notice against a guy. He was minus 550. Got knocked out in the first round. What the fuck? I'm not loose to Pitbull. Used to the good Pitbull losing, Mike. Let alone back-to-back fights within two months of each other. What you also
0: don't enjoy it when he loses and you bet on him because you thought that's the safe bet.
1: Let me tell you, it was, it was, uh, I referred to this as the, uh, high yield savings account. Junior knows this. I had the Ryzen high yield savings account. I had a bunch of minus 600s, you know, on that thing. And I was like, I looked at it. I'm like, I really lost this, huh? Who lost? Oh my God. <laughs> Pitbull lost. Um, we'll see, you know, we'll see. All right. UFC is at the Bridgestone Arena. In Nashville, Tennessee, I feel like I've been there a couple times. Actually, um, sounds familiar. That name, to be honest. Um, headline was supposed to be uh, Corey Sandhagen throwing his nuts out there on the line. Quite frankly, fighting, <laughs> fighting Umar Nurmagomedov, man. That was gonna. That was a. That was a ballsy thing to accept for a guy in Corey Sandhagen's position, because you know Nurmagomedov is one of these guys who um, nobody wants to fight. It's like how people are looking at Islam Makhachev now like, man, how did he not fight any of these guys on the way up to the title? Because Poirier, Gaethje, fucking Chandler, none of them wanted to fight him. So, same thing happening down at 135. Corey Sagan, Corey Sagan, though, has got these big fucking balls. Uh, didn't need him, though, apparently, because um, Namagomedov uh, shoulder injury. He's out. And instead, we're going to pull Rob Font, who is going to fight three weeks later in Boston... Rob Bond's from Boston, um, so tells you where we're at as a company here. Um, Rob Bond got pulled from a fight against, I don't even remember who, but he was going to fight in Boston. Um, instead, they're gonna, he's going to fight Corey Sandhagen at a 140-pound catchweight. Uh, man, he was going to fight Song Yadong. That was going to be fun. song I like all the Song Yadong fights, man. Every one of them's a banger, and Rob Bond only knows violence. This should be fun. Though no seriousness. Corey Sandhagen and Rob Font should be fun fight here. Are they still going five rounds?
2: I think they have to, right? If they're headlining a fight night.
1: Oh no, the UFC just made that shit up.
2: No, I know, but I feel like they've stuck to it. For oh like yeah, but I'm just saying the guy. So.
1: It was <laughs> a uh, two weeks' notice, maybe. Ah, okay. We'll see. Um, Sandhagen's a pretty sizable favorite. Uh, last time we looked this up. Um, Sandhagen coming into this one where the hell the goddamn line go
0: minus 300 for minus mr. 300 Sanhagen. on
1: BetMGM to plus 250 for mr rock mike please remind me how far behind all of us are you right now
0: i can do that not that far behind like bobby i need you to stop acting as if i have this one there are still like five months left in the year and i need you to not hype me up thinking i'm actually gonna win i know i'm not gonna win eventually i will slide so i need you to stop you know yeah sure thank you um anyway i am at 42 and 26 chalk and mark are at 38 and 29 and bobby is at 36 and 31 all
1: four of us went two and three this past week god damn it fucking Derek lewis fight Mm -hmm. um Marks pick Corey Sandhagen, Jr. Smart money's on on Corey Sandhagen here, I'd imagine, right? Just given the, yeah. I mean, even if even if it wasn't short notice. Look, I love Rob Font, but this is a tough one. This is a this is a big ask for anybody on short notice.
2: Yeah, this is not the upset I would pick. I think the the undercard maybe is a little bit more likely to be an upset, and even then, I think both the favorites take it pretty pretty hands free.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna agree with the man who led me into disaster last week. Um <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Corey Sandhagen though. I-, I was honestly I did anybody remember did anybody see what the odds were when it was Umar? Was Umar uh a... Did not notice. Uh, was he the
2: favorite? Umar? Uh I can look it up. I have to imagine he was the got favorite though.
1: They pulled it off of best fight odds. Damn it.
2: So it looks like the they had this says uh the winning probabilities were seventy five percent on Umar.
1: Oh okay, so he was. So
2: that means it was like minus two hundred minus. I don't know. I can't. do no, that. people but is, he was a pretty sized. That's
1: player. yeah. Um, for Corey though, man, it's a wild change of styles though. Like a completely different fighter he's fighting now. Still think he gets it done. Um, feel he beat the better version of Rob Font when he beat Cheeto Vera. To be honest. Um, a little bit, just type, type of action fighter. Rob's a fucking dog, though. Like, Rob touches you, there's a problem. You know, just putting that out there, that's a problem. um Mike, you agree with us? You gonna go with uh, you can go with Corey on this one? I will be joining you guys. Let's sweep it. Hell yeah! Co-main event: Jessica Andrade, Tatiana Suarez. Tatiana's an absurd favorite. For fighting a former 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 champion. She
0: is. She is a minus 350 favorite to Andrade's plus 275 on the dollar.
1: I got to bet on BetMGM. I'm getting hammered in my book. It's minus 400 for Tatiana Suarez. Uh, Mark's also got Tatiana Suarez. Uh, Mike, you know this. I've been driving the Tatiana Suarez hype train. I had to look this up today. How long ago it's been? It's been six years. I've been driving the Tatiana Suarez. He was hurt a lot in the middle there. I'm not about to get off the train now, you know, now that it's getting crowded, apparently, with this minus 400 bullshit. We've got back-to-back losses for Jessica. Um, We all love Jessica draws. you know, and her style of just being just made of fucking iron, basically. Yep. You know, that farm girl strength. Um, And it's gonna make me sad if she loses, because she's talked about, like, not making a lot of money in the UFC. And, like, she made an OnlyFans and then regretted it and all that stuff. Like it was a really sad interview, quite frankly, when I read that stuff about her. You know, and I'm you know she won the championship and I think like two months later they had her go defended in fucking like how did she how did they let her agree to this, her manager? Defend and win that title in Maine, go fight in China against a Chinese fighter like two, three months later? I don't know how they let him how they let her do that. I don't know who her manager is, but I would have fired him for that shit. Um, I don't like this matchup for her, though. I mean, she, maybe she cracks her, maybe she doesn't, but Aaron Blanchfield took her down whenever she wanted to, and Tatiana Suarez is a better wrestler than Aaron Blanchfield. Granted, this is a 115 and not 125. Tatiana's taking her down. I'm not sure if she finishes her, uh, to be honest, because Tatiana's got about 67% finish rate at this point. Um, We'll see. But yeah, I got Suarez getting it done here. Mike, you agree?
0: Yeah, I'm going to be going with Tatiana as well. It is amazing to think just how much time she had off. I mean, she beat Nina Ansaroff, well, formerly Nina Ansaroff, now Nina Nunes back in 2019. Then her next fight was earlier this year in February. Um, I remember Bobby even back then, I think, saying Tatiana's coming. And it doesn't seem like any of that is letting up. I think that she should be able to take down Andrade pretty easily in this fight. And I think that's where m- this fight is going to get dictated at. So I think it's going to be a handily easy contest for Yeah, I, uh, I was telling
1: Junior earlier, I said Weili is holding Tatiana's belt. I used to say, first it was Joanna's holding Tatiana's belt. And then I said Rose is holding Tatiana's belt. And then Wei Li was holding that. And then uh wayley then uh, Carla was holding it. And then Wei Li was holding it. And then, yeah, these people are all holding. What's Tatiana's crazy. Belt. Is she still only?
0: Well, she turns thirty three this year, so like she lost so many of like her prime fighting years. That's it's it's a bit of a shame.
1: Honestly, uh, you're talking about a woman who was training for the 2012 Olympics, had a neck injury, and then they found a you know, fucking she had cancer. You know, that's what they found. That's what's like. This woman was gonna was on her way to the Olympic Games back in 2012 when she was 22. Was 22 years old. So I don't know. I think the world of Tatiana Suarez. I thought her coming back, getting a win under her belt again at, at a higher weight class, just to you know, not. She said she didn't want to deal with the weight clut. Because I thought, I thought she was gonna stick around at 125, but junior. I really thought like she's coming back after four years. She's gonna fight at 125, and she's not a small. I mean, she's five foot five. It's not huge for 125, but. She can do whatever she wants, quite frankly. I mean, do you think, what do you, what do you, what do you I mean, I know you thought the odds were ridiculous, but would you actually throw money on Andrade here, you think?
2: No, I think the, the safer play is definitely to put it on Tatiana, but I just don't love getting paid at, you know, minus 400 when, you know, her, her last win in the past four years is really not that, I mean, it was impressive performance, but it's not a super impressive opponent. Nobody in like, the top five. Which, you know <laughs> yeah she beat Grosso back in 2018 so you know if she's still in top shape and everything's good I think she takes it easy but this is maybe like the the upset that I think could happen just because the odds are crazy and Andrade does have a lot of power and championship experience so it's, it's not out of the question something crazy happens but I I will go with uh, Tatiana on this one
1: yeah I would say this if it was a five-round fight it's not going to decision either way uh three-round fight it might just because of Andrade is so tough um that being said, I think Jandraj's losses. She tends to get knocked out when she loses. Actually, she got eight losses. She got eleven losses. Eight of them stoppages. Five knockouts. Three submissions. Just got knocked out by Yan Jonan. Are we not? I was, by the way, shocked we didn't book Yan Jonan versus Weili. versus Whaley. Wei Li. Like I felt that was the dream here. Was the UFC just put a card in China with two Chinese women fighting? That felt like the easiest thing ever. And they're booking Weili versus uh. I forgot her name. Oh, good lord. It was a Brazilian fighter, Weili's defending the title against her. I think on the on the Sterling uh O'Malley card actually is where it's happened. Yeah. Looking for, I think. That's a uh, That's a good card, by the way. And uh, by the way, stepping in and do we have an opponent for Yong Song Yedong in there? No, we don't. Got to work on that, guys. Got to get my guy Yedong on there. I don't know what's going on with Team Alpha Male where like they got like a pipeline to China. Or something, but they got some dudes and some females from China that I don't know your eye favor does not speak the language, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, all right, um, on the card, Junior, what do you think? What's some fights to keep out to look out for now that I've lampooned this card? And when I, by the way, when I do lampoon a card, I'm saying, I'm complaining, I'm not saying the fights won't be good. I'm saying the fights lack relevance, they lack promotion, They lock star, they lack star power. Fights could be great. Fights could also be great on Bellator. Fights could also be great on PFL. Fights could also be great on LFA. That's all I'm saying. But what do you see besides our guy Dustin Jacoby on there?
2: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the Dustin Jacoby fight is great against Kennedy. And then uh, also look out for Tanner Boser versus Alexa Kammer. Oh, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I think I've only seen him fight once. But uh, Tanner Boser is an exciting guy to watch fight. I mean, he hits hard. He takes shots, kind of like that to Tuivasa style. He's just willing to bang. So it'll uh, it'll be interesting to see him fight against someone relatively newer. Um and then this uh this featherweight fight I'm not super familiar with Diego Lopez or Gavin Tucker. But uh that that Tanner Bowser fight I'm excited for.
1: We're putting a guy with no Wikipedia page on TV. That's that's, that's a good match. That's a good way to ask yourself. Why doesn't this guy have a Wikipedia page? Then again, Bonfim didn't have a Wikipedia page, so you know. See how it goes here. Um, yeah, um, I'm sure they will sell a lot of tickets because that's the game we're in right now with the UFC. The UFC is smoking hot. Well, putting on lesser. Well, not trying that hard. It feels like honestly, feels like they're not trying that hard. Um, then they got another iffy card, and then we're gonna send a Jamaican guy to fight a guy named O'Malley in Boston. That's gonna go well, huh, Mike? Huh? Over under on the number of N words Aljamain Sterling's gonna hear that week. Sixty three. Why sixty-three? I just picked the number that's up. It's an interesting number. What do you think? From the crowd.
0: <laughs> uh I, I think that's a good line. I I would say maybe like 70. Yeah, I was gonna say.
1: I mean, maybe not specifically the N-word, but other slurs for African Americans for you know for what might be possible over there, you know? This is Boston, after all. If you're from Boston, just know you've earned that reputation as a sports city. Mm-hmm. was it what was it like a less than two years ago baseball player was like yeah they're just calling me names i'm playing center field and they're just saying racist shit to me was it it wasn't a yankee right was it a red sock was it a red Sox? <laughs> was it, it even better was it Mookie? Oh, <laughs> was it Mookie? <laughs> um, anyway um yeah ufc still buzzing still humming along here um not really looking like they're I think if they wanted to, they would have... If it was back, like, maybe this was like 15 years ago, they would have makeshifted a card together just to fuck with the Jake Paul pay-per-view. But, I, you know, I think they like Nate, quite frankly. Nate's still talking, like, maybe I'll go back. By the way, uh, that is another guy. If Nate wins, um, the UFC's calling. If Nate loses, they the UFC might be calling because Conor McGregor needs somebody to fight. And Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier sold 1.8 million pay-per-views on the, in the second fight. And it sold 1.6 million pay per views on the third fight. So you cannot convince me that him and Nate aren't selling at least two. Because you're talking about the two most popular pay per view draws in the, that they have would be those two guys. Um, Nate sells more pay per views than Izzy Adesanya. And Nate sells more pay per views than John Jones. So those are the other two you'd even probably mention. Um, so yeah, Nate wins. Chex, that Derek Lewis money's just going to go to Nate. They're like, whatever, give it to Nate. Let's bring Nate back. Let's bring him home. Connor can get a win because Nate's old. Connor's on all the steroids. Oh man, Nate would Nate would say so many comments about Connor being on steroids. Man, we thought it was bad at first. Woo! That's all Nate would talk about if he fought Connor again. Nate accused him on steroids back in 2016.
0: I mean, <laughs> Connor, Connor has looked like he is literally going to
1: explode. Yeah, we got to get this. We got to get this. Just Get him a USADA exemption. Nobody thinks Usada is legit. Does anybody think anybody in Dagestan is really getting drug tested? Does anybody think that – do we all see Icarus? Does anybody think anybody on that side of the world is getting a legitimate drug test? Don't they all, like, train in,
0: like, the mountains or some shit? Whoa, Dude, Sada Tester is coming – going all oh, the way yeah. to the uh, mountains we, we,
1: I can only fight Chechnya. once every six months because of Cause uh, Ramadan and this and that. Motherfuckers are cycling, bro. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now guys.
0: Now we're not we're not saying I am. Muslim fighters are are cycling. No, I'm oh. saying
1: specifically the Dagestanis.
0: Okay. All right, as long <laughs> as they're being specific.
1: <laughs> um all right, let's do stuff we like. Um I got two things to talk about. Um but I want to I don't I will not talk about one of them if you guys haven't seen the movie. Did you guys see Oppenheim, Oppenheimer?
0: I have not okay.
1: seen it yet. So yep. I will just say about Oppenheimer. It's one of the best movies I've seen in a very long time. are you worried about spoilers we know how it ends no but I don't want to get into the weeds here um, too much but honestly I love the movie Mike I I want you to see it and Mark to see it so we can talk about it in depth because I really thought that was an Christopher Nolan is such a good director man this cast was like 30 deep Like, any role that showed up, I was like, I recognize that motherfucker. I recognize that motherfucker. Fucking Josh Peck from Drake and Josh is in this thing for 10 minutes for no reason. Like, Casey Affleck is in this thing for six or seven minutes. Rami Malek has maybe five minutes of screen time in the whole fucking thing. I didn't know Josh Hartnett was alive. Straight up. I thought, like, his career and self disappeared all at once. Like, you know, he's in there. Uh, They're going to have to give, uh, how do you say his name? Is it Cillian or Killian? It's Killian, right? Killian Killian Killian. Murphy. He's getting an Oscar. Robert Downey Jr. is getting an Oscar. What? Robert Downey Jr. There's like a stretch to last like 20 minutes of the movie where they're going back and forth. Like two different scenes. They're cutting between the two guys. Robert Downey Jr. put on a clinic. He was so good in this movie. This was the best I've ever seen Robert Downey Jr. act in a movie. Ever. This man got Oscar nominated for playing in Tropic Thunder. By the way, which is by the way incredible role. That was another one. Robert Downey Jr. knows how to fucking act. He's not just playing Iron Man, okay? He's like playing He's playing Louis Strauss. Um it's so well done. He kills it. Killian kills it. Emily Blunt is great. Um What's her name? Um the girl who played um in the, uh, Pugh. Lawrence Pugh, thank you Florence Pew, the one who was uh, in uh, Fighting With My Family and uh, what's her name, sister, Scarlet not Scarlet Witches, uh Black Widow's sister, yep. Yelena mm-hmm. she's good, everybody's good in this Christopher Nolan's the fucking man, straight up Christopher Nolan is the fucking man movie's long, it's a three hour movie um, which trailer you're probably there for three and a half hours if you see it in IMAX, which my brother said you should, cause you know, we're setting off nukes for the love of god just saying, uh, there's no trailers for new for IMAX movies. So apparently, so it's a three hour. Uh, if you go see it there, I loved it. Um, yeah, I'm real. I mean, it makes me want to go watch other Christopher Nolan movies I haven't seen. That's how much I enjoyed it. One of my, and, I, and Mike knows this. Junior may not. I'm a big nerd for history. I'm a really big nerd for history. Pretty much like World War II to like Watergate. It's like the, it's my sweet spot. I did not know a lot about this. I knew the like. You know, general things about like uh, Manhattan Project and Los Alamos, and um, you know the Lawrence Livermore Labs are over here in California. So I knew some of the stuff about Oppenheimer and how he was ostracized and all that stuff, and his general activities. They did a really good job, man. Of like, they didn't paint him as some sort of hero necessarily, and you know he's a complicated guy. He's a complicated guy, makes some mistakes and stuff. But I thought it was a very well done movie, and. I think like uh, dudes like uh, Scorsese now. People just want to be in the movie, even for like ten minutes. You know, the every like Mike, you watch Scandal ever? Uh, yeah. With, President uh, from Scandal. President from Scandal is just in this bitch, like on or and Earth? off. Like he's just in this movie a bunch. Yeah, like I recognize everybody in this thing, man. Um. Anyway, the other thing was the Twisted Metal show. I have started watching that. It's entertaining. Fuck yeah. All right. Junior, did you ever play Twisted Metal when you were a kid? When you were younger?
2: That's uh, like the PlayStation game. Yeah. I don't think it it I did, but I've, I've heard of it.
1: Straight up, Mike, did you know there was a plot to Twisted Metal when you played those games at any point? Honest question. Isn't it? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I think whoever wins gets a wish, right? I don't remember.
0: All I remember is driving was a tank it, that into the
1: Eiffel Tower. That's all I remember was driving a tank into the Eiffel Tower.
0: Oh, that level was awesome. Like Dude. you get there and you just spend like a few minutes like firing missiles and like
1: and machine you you guns Tower. into one of the legs of the Eiffel yeah. Tower. It's just, sure, just You falls. know, by the way, this is a fucking pre two thousand and one video game, by the way, where they let you blow up the Eiffel Tower in a video game. You know. <laughs> it was point. like That's a free. <laughs> it's a pre- Um The show is fun. Um I was legitimately disappointed. How far into this are you, Mike?
0: I am two episodes in. Has Sweet oh Tooth shown up uh, yet or not? Sweet, yes, yeah, Sweet Tooth just, they just finished the Sweet Tooth part where he decides to like go uh, get more uh, experience for yeah. his one-man play.
1: Yeah. Um, I was happy when I read Samoa Joe was playing Sweet Tooth, and then I was pretty annoyed that Samoa Joe wasn't the voice of Sweet Tooth. Ah, oh, that sucks. Yeah, it was Will Arnett. Um, the show's fun. Yeah, I was it's wondering like, wait a second. This doesn't sound like some. No, of the show. show's fun. It's real kind of dumb. Um, I can't catch the tone. At times it's serious, at times it's fun, at times it's stupid. It's all over the place. Um, it's bloody as hell. And hell man, if I'm Peacock and I'm trying to justify my existence as a streaming platform beyond like wrestling fans, basically. You got to do some original content cuz I don't think any streaming platform is going to survive just on the back of its like old shows. Like Peacock is losing money hand over fist and people and like all they're ever saying is like oh we got The Office. It's not good enough. You got to have new content, man. Um that's what I got this week. Uh Junior, what did you watch or what did you play or what are you into this week that what did it for you, huh? Uh, what what was good? Whatever it did, oh. didn't matter.
2: I don't know. It was mostly disappointment because I've been trying to play a little bit of Diablo Four. You know, relive the the childhood classics. Yeah, you know, people was, are uh, pissed
1: about that game. Yeah. What is going on with that? I don't understand the story exactly. Why is everybody so frustrated with Diablo Four?
2: So first of all, in order to play like the first weekend, which like obviously most people are going to want to do because they have jobs and everything, it was like a hundred bucks for the the pre-release version of the game. So I paid the hundred bucks, and they still have a cash shop and everything. But whatever, I don't care too much about that. But then they uh, they realized that people were beating the game too fast Or not like beating, but they were they were getting to the end part of the game with all the best gear and stuff too fast. and they didn't really have any end game content or like new bosses. So they decided to just nerf everything super hard to slow people down getting to that end point. And so people are really mad about them at that. And then like the best items in the game also mathematically don't exist. I think there's been like two drops so far, like one in Korea and one somewhere else, that only these people have these items. And so they did the math, and it's like 500,000 hours of gameplay to, like, get one to drop on average. And so obviously nobody's getting that. Like, that's, that's a lifetime. So people are just mad in general about yeah. what they wanted. It's wild.
1: Mike, have you been in the loop at all about this, like, the stuff going on with this game at all, the people being pissed off? I, I have not. I, Yo, I know the game dropped a few weeks ago. That's all I know about So it. on Metacritic, um, this is the number one most piece discussed PC game of 2023. The oh, wow. user, the the critical rating is 86. Um, the user score is 2.2 2 out of 10. <laughs> there are 468 positive reviews, 210 mixed, and 3,650 negative ones. People are pissed off about this, that man. Is not great. People don't like being nickel and dimed. People don't like being fucked with with these games, man. I don't know. It's like when you really shit the bed as of in a game, you really hear it online. Like when, like, I mean, Junior, your dad when Cyberpunk came out was just like, "Yo, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good." <laughs> this is like he was He was kind about it. I'm reading a lot about Cyberpunk. Like people were furious. You really hear it when there's a bad when a game like lets people down. Like what was that one? Um, No Man's Sky. Holy shit, were people pissed off when No Man's Sky came out? Like there's nothing in this game to do. It's like I thought that was the point. <laughs> I thought that was the point. Um, <laughs> you, uh, uh, I don't know. You're, you're more of a. I thought you're more of a league player, League of Legends player.
2: Not even the actual league, but like the the auto chess variant where it's kind of like a uh, fire emblem style. You're like positioning your units and, uh, and it auto know. battles for you, and you're trying to survive. So it's more like that kind of like strategy and positioning stuff. But you know, but Blizzard was my childhood. I grew up in you know early two thousands playing those games. So it's sad that they're just kind of selling nostalgia now and shit in the bed with all their new games. Well, we'll see how it goes in the future. Mike, you play League at all or not? I
1: I have not, no. No. Yo, did you know that for Power Watch Simulator, there is a SpongeBob (laughs) (laughs) add-on? So, Mike, first of all, I'm about to give them $8 for this. Just straight up. They get my $8. You tell me when you want to Power Watch a big fucking pineapple. You tell me the day. Uh, have we finished the Final Fantasy expansion? No, we couldn't do it because um I bought did you buy it too or not? I think I bought it. So yeah. we bought it, but we were trying to play with our friend Phil and we didn't want to make him pay for it, and we couldn't get all three of us in there. There's a Tomb Raider one too. That one was free. SpongeBob's gonna cost you eight bucks. I'm in. I'm gonna do it either way, just to be clear about this. Okay, I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna power yo. wash.
0: <laughs> take this. a take a nice little five milli uh, edible, you know, and gets a power wash and a pineapple, that'd be a trip.
1: Yeah, have you played this game before, Junior? This power wash simulator?
2: I don't think I've played that one, but I've played some similar ones, like Visera Cleanup Detail, where it's like the whole point of the game is it's like a janitor simulator, but they Bro, make it fun with, like, wacky levels and stuff. You
1: just kind of, like, zone out, because I remember, like, we get to, like, there's, like, a playground, and I'm looking at Mike, and we're just like, Yo, let's to take two hours. And, like, <laughs> we're on video chat, and then, like, nope, there's like good, like, 20 to 30 minute stretches <laughs> where we don't say a word to each other. like. Every now and then, Mike will hear me chewing on something, or he'll meet, I'll hear him eating something while we're just like, "Yo, man, I got this slide, okay? Yo, man, I got this. Like, that's it. Like, it's just the most peaceful thing in the world." <laughs> hey, man, you work. I know you work hard, Junior. Also, sometimes you just want to sit there and just let the game wash over you.
0: I, I will. One thing I do love is like every so often, I'll be just walking in the street and I'll see someone like power washing something. Mm. And I'm normally walking with my girlfriend when this is happening. And I'll just turn to her and be like, I could do this better. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, I was, when I, I mentioned to your dad, Junior, when I bought this game, how much fun I was having. And your dad goes, Bobby, I own an actual power, like a p- actual power washer. And I'm like, you don't get it, man. You don't get it. <laughs> He's like, I can do this in real life. I'm like, it's besides the point. Um, all right, um, Junior, thank you for joining us, man. That was fun. Uh, Mike, did you have anything this week by the way? I realized I didn't say anything. I didn't go to you. Uh,
0: The one thing I was going to say I liked because I thought the PS5 version was coming out on August 3rd as well and I learned it's not. Um, It's a PC exclusive for a month but I am well I guess I'm preemptively looking forward to playing Baldur's Gate 3 uh, come September 3rd. Um, I was thinking I was going to go to best buy later on this week i just checked the release date a couple minutes ago uh, just to double check and i was not pleasantly surprised to see that i will have to wait a month
1: how are we how rare is that for the pc to get a game first that's pretty it's pretty normal it is? isn't it i don't know phil like maybe it's just i'm more folk here and got console games i remember i took like the pc like a year to get spider-man it felt like. It's also games like this,
0: like balder like Baldur's Gate, that's a game that's really better played on the PC. Um, from what I've read about the game, they had to make some adjustments uh for the PS5, as you can only play it with a controller on the PS5, whereas uh normally at least the previous Baldur's Gate games and the other like Neverwinter and stuff like that, uh those games were more suited for like a keyboard and and a mouse so this is one of those games that's more suited for the pc normally
1: all right you can, by the way you catch that that uh special edition of the ps5 the spider-man edition no i already have one i know but well, you see well, what it looked like no yeah it looks like spider-man <laughs> it there, looks right? it looks pretty fucking <laughs> slick man it looks pretty fucking slick by the way uh this pod we might have to do an entire episode of this podcast when that next spider-man game comes out just about spider-man game just saying you beat the other two uh yeah of course yeah of course junior you play these games at all the spider-man games
2: i think a little bit some of the older ones
1: oh man these are the ps4 one i think it came out eventually on pc very well done just want to swing around and look at shit quite frankly (laughs) Um, All right, guys we are going to be back next week we thank our special guest Junior Inferno for being with us we say the nickname at the beginning and then we just don't use it that's the (laughs) best thing about this podcast we just say it at the beginning and then we just move on with our day thank you for joining man really appreciate it Um, glad you were able to come on after like something relevant happened in MMA and just didn't listen to me and Mike bitch about shitty UFC cards for an entire hour only for like 10 minutes um, of that so thank you for joining us man really appreciate it um, yeah,
2: thank you for having me. It was uh, it was really fun. Bring me back the uh, next time Sean O'Malley fights, so I can talk shit.
1: Oh, let me tell you, but dude. We were sitting here, me and Mike, waiting for the line to move because it was like two seventy five for Aljo. It got down to two twenty five, and I'm like, should we bite, Mike? We should have bit. It's back to two seventy five. That was the time. Because <laughs> let me tell you, look, Aljo might lose, but I really think uh, Sean O'Malley's getting choked. I just think like if Aljo gets on top of him. We are going home. Just, we're going home. That's what I think. And then a bunch of white people in Boston will be so upset about it. Anyway, we'll be back (laughs) next week. Uh, Mark should be back. Mike, you're around next week, I assume. Um, We're going to see what happened with this uh, Corey Sandhagen-Rob Font fight. Because, man, if Rob Font pulls this off, that is a fast track to the... Quite frankly, he he beats Corey Sandhagen. You give him one more fight, give him a fucking title shot. Straight up. If you beat Corey Sandhagen, you're basically there. Um, I think Sandhagen's like three or four in that weight class. So we'll see what happens there. We'll see if the Tatiana Suarez hype train is still going. We'll see if Jacoby and Kennedy put on the banger we expect. Um, We'll see if Nate Diaz, in addition to making a fuckload of money this weekend, beats up this little 26-year-old kid, man. Or he loses. Whatever. Either way, Nate... I know what property value is in Stockton. I've had an office. uh, We've owned an office in Stockton for fucking 15 years. It has not gone up $2 in value. If anything, it has dropped value. So you can buy whatever you want in Stockton after you have this fight. Nate, go for it, buddy. Um, Until that time, I was DJ. I I forgot my name. I was Dr. Law. That was Lavender Gooms. And that was Inferno. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. See ya you just- get a 450k house, three bed, two bath. It's not, it's not bad. Oh, yeah. the pool. Yeah, depends where you are in Stockton. By the way, we just talk over the outro music now. It's our cool new thing now because God knows, you know. <laughs> it's best four we got bed, it. four bed, three bath, 600k. Not bad. I mean, you probably get shot. Though. As long as you're west of Highway Five of, of uh, Interstate Five, you're fine. That's what I learned. That's the nicer part of Stockton. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace.
0: See ya.